On today's Question of Faith, what happened at World Youth Day? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes. I am the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferrance, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I am Father Eric Garris, Vocation Director, Diocese of Cleveland. They want you back in the country, did they? They did, yeah. I've been back in this uh, wonderful United States of America. Which For just, a little more than a month now, too. You know. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what day it is, and I don't know what day. That, we were just talking when this comes out. But Are you over jet lag? I think so. Did any yeah. dogs smell your luggage at the airport? No, not this time around. Not this time. No. I smelled my luggage, though, because I spilled something on it in Whoops. Paris, and I'm like... This is gonna, what's going to happen here? Back in World Youth Day 2005, I was bringing my teens back from Germany, and one of my girls, as she was getting her luggage, she's like, oh, look at this dog. He's so cute. And the dog was like, ruff, ruff, ruff. And before <laughs> you knew it, they took her back. She had an apple in her, um, uh, in her backpack, and they had to that. throw away the apple. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of Lord's water that got through, which was good. Wow. Yeah. It's mm. a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when I came back from Toronto, World Youth Day, um, they were asking for volunteers to give up their flight because all the flights were oversold. And so I had nowhere to be. So I was like, sure, I'll give up my flight. And they had said, well, we'll give you $300 if you give up your flight. Well, what I didn't realize was that it was 300 Canadian dollars oh, so you got 150 american at that point oh. in time so i was like eh, wah, wah. Yeah. but they did upgrade me to first class on the oh way that's back. nice where, toronto new york so where, not bad where were you ministering at that you were in buffalo or Brooke? no no, no busted halo in new york yeah oh new york okay. so we were, we were exhibiting in the exhibit area and then we did a lot of like guerrilla marketing outside handing stuff out about the website and because we we went from parma to um, Toronto on bus because it's only six hours. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what would the drive be from New York City. Probably about eight. eight. Yeah, because yeah, okay. it's what Toronto is what two hours from Buffalo, so it's six hours New York oh, to Buffalo. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, how about it, man? What was World Youth Day like? We Tell did us. it. We did it. It was a pilgrimage. It was wild. It was crazy. It was great. It was everything mm-hmm. in between. Give us some highlights. Give us three highlights. Three highlights. So um, let me think. We so prior to going to Lisbon, where World Youth Day was held. We flew into, uh, so our, our total trip, we flew Cleveland to Chicago, Midway, bus from Midway to O'Hare, O'Hare to Madrid, Madrid to Paris. Wow. And we were in Paris for like a day and a half, two How days. How many of you? Uh, there were 30 from our group. Our group was the St. Charles Borromeo group in Parma and St. Francis of Assisi, Gates Mills. It was a mixture of young adults and young people, you know, from all over the place. And the priests were you and Father Myself, Steve Flynn and Father Korak? Steve Flynn, Father Josh Korak. Okay. And then we eventually linked up with the St. Mary's and Hudson group, mm-hmm. who was, uh, they were 40, and Father Scott Swinnerton was with them earlier on in the trip and then left. But anyway, so we were in Paris for about a day and a half, and then we're in Lourdes for about two and a half, three days. That was amazing. I'd never been to Lourdes. Yeah. And that's when we started, like, seeing a lot of pilgrims. And that was a huge thing, just to, like, See so many young people everywhere, all yeah. the time, mm-hmm. praying, joyful, on pilgrimage, on the journey. Uh, so Lords was awesome, and then we took a bus from Lords. Hold on, did you do that that candle lit vigil? Yeah, at every night, night every yeah. night. Yeah, so, every night they do that. Yeah, they do it every night, I've and then prior there, prior to that, they do a Eucharistic procession every day. And what's super yeah. humbling about Lords is that you have all of these people who are quite sickly. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing there was this, uh, there was a, like a, a 50-year-old man who was being pushed by his 30-something-year-old son with his grandson like sitting in his lap. 
So like they're like the, the wow. sick, they come out and the amount of people who volunteer, like that was amazing. Um, so Lourdes was super cool. And then we took a six hour bus ride from Lourdes to Barcelona. Barcelona. Airport. We didn't even see the city. Hmm. And then we flew wow. from there to Lisbon. And once we got into Lisbon, that's when things started getting wild because that's when everyone starts ascending on the city. Right. And uh, I think the other cool – so Lourdes was great. We also went to Fatima, which was awesome. I met uh, Jacinta, who is Jacinta's niece, the, one of the Fatima visionaries. Ah, yeah. And uh, there was a really cool thing where I'm like, your, your aunt and uncle are saints and had Mary appear to them. And she's like, yes. <laughs> like it was like, oui. like yeah, no, no, no. See? See, no, she spoke English. It was super oh. ordinary. But um, in once we were in Lisbon, like we saw the Pope all the time. He stayed two blocks from us, and like we would like just run into him uh, <laughs> at the grocery store. Or no, we were on our way to the grocery store and would see him. Um, I was following you on Instagram. And yeah, it did seem like every couple yeah. hours, hey, there's the Holy Father again. Yeah. His Pope mobile. Like we gotta, yeah, yeah. So we'd see him like coming and going. Um, but it was just so amazing, like to see that amount of people from all over the world excited about their faith, and and like the crazy thing is, and you talked about this. Remember, we we're talking about it like in preparation. You have 1.5 million people, and like I'm sure things happen, but like there's like no violence or like oh, yeah, you, anything. You like it's just yeah. like it, it's just happening, you know. Like right. and and there's a spirit of like there is a deep spirit of church. Uh, where you're providing for people and like you're you're helping people out and you're talking to people and you're talking about like the trading of stuff and um, like we had a bunch of kids in our group who I'm like you came here with nothing how did you end up with like you, you look like the United <laughs> Nations with the amount of flags that you're like oh, cloaked right. in yeah. and all that so it was it was really cool there is a deep like these people there might be a language barrier and and but there's a common faith that holds us together. Uh, and a deep love of that faith that brought everyone there. And everyone was just like, yeah, we're here. We're hanging out. Like, yeah. it was super great. I remember in Toronto, we said that we were walking around. And um, someone said, well, you know, this is, this is great. You know, the Pope is here and everything else. And one of my colleagues said, it's a beautiful day. There are all these amazing young people here from all different countries in the world. And they're all here because they're Catholic. He goes, the Pope is just like the cherry on top. Sure. Because everything mm-hmm. else is, like, just amazing. And yeah. it was like, yeah. That's and the, the cool thing about Pope Francis is that, and I didn't know this, but usually when he travels, he's got that like Pope Mobile and he's glassed in and he's encased. And but he told them, he said, for World Youth Day, I don't want there to be glass. I, I want to ha- like at least have more access to the young people. Sure. And they said, well, if that's the case, then you have to drive faster. Mm-hmm. So, but like we would see him um, the one day for the welcome ceremony. He comes in, he snakes the crowd, and everyone's climbing on each other and trying to get a picture of the Pope and trying to see the Pope. But, like, after that, we're like, all right, we saw the Pope. So we went back to where we were staying. And on the way back, like, he just – we're going to the grocery store, and we see a barricade forming, like, oh, there's the Pope. So we knew that, like, after events, we could see him. And uh, there was one day where we saw him um, – I saw him on the way to an event, on the way out of an event. And then we're like, well, he's staying right over there. Let's go yeah. hit up where he's staying. And a huge crowd was there. Mm-hmm. And there was a little Portuguese boy who my guess would be was, like, seven or eight – and he's just like standing there looking around in the sea of people. And I like pointed to his mom and like, I'm six foot two and like pointed to my shoulder. She's like, yes. <laughs> so I like just pick this boy up and put him on my shoulders. And, and he has his mom's phone because you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're, you know, eight feet tall on top of a guy <laughs> who's six two. So that was a cool image of church for me. It's like, yeah. here's this kid I don't know. And it's like trying, we're all trying to get a glimpse of, of the Pope and, uh, yeah, that was super neat. It is, it is amazing 
how important the role of the Holy Father is when you're in his presence. Because you think about it. This is I shared this last time. My first experience in 1997 was I knew about the Holy Father, read about him. But to be there, he is the... I mean, this makes Catholicism Catholicism, that we have the Vicar of Christ. Christ entrusted the keys of the kingdom to Peter, and it's been passed down. And to this day, we can say that's our guy. That's yeah. the one who, and he's there to unify the church. So that there's our figurehead. And bishops, just like Bishop Molesic, he's the head shepherd of this diocese, but here's the head shepherd of the whole Catholic church at this point. And he's able to call World Youth Day, and we're able to rally around in a way that um, other Christian denominations are not able to. So yeah, it is right. really a great gift. And you and to feel it like palpably, like there's our man, like there's our Pope. It's cool. Yeah, it's we had cool. we had someone in our group who had said, like, you know, she I saw Paul McCartney and I've seen the stones. She goes, like, but none of them can hold a candle to this. And I think part of it is that it, he he's not just a yeah, yes, he is a person, but what right. he represents is far more than just his his own self. And you're like right. it, when you're in his presence there's this sense that I'm part of something bigger than this. And that's obviously seen an image in the fact that like 1.5 million people from all around the world flock to a... Right. A, not, they don't flock to a person. They, they do. Yeah. That person's Jesus. Jesus but Christ. like yeah, right. they're not there just to see the Pope. Like they're there to see the church. Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So Springsteen's on tour now. He's sick. We'll have to say a little prayer for him. Mm. But... Um, Back in 2000, he used to do this shtick during his his live performance where he would say, unlike the other preachers, I cannot bring you eternal life, but I can bring you life right now. And when it comes to like Paul McCartney or the Rolling Stones or these great musicians and bands, like, yeah, you can go there and be like, oh, this was great. They were a great performer. But what the Holy Father brings is not simply something of this world. He, He allows us access by his particular office and the whole church united around him, um, we're connected to the, 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 the church triumphant, right? The angels and the saints, a communion of saints mm. through, through this. And it's, to be part of that is, is really inspiring and edifying and humbling too. Like I am part of something that's bigger than this world and it's, it's old, yeah. you know? And that's where, so what happened at World Youth Day? I think people encountered the church yeah, that's right. And so I think of even like we had kids in our group. One of our seminarians, Andrew Bendahan, had never been on a plane before. Oh, right. Yeah. And his first flight was to beautiful, wonderful Chicago Midway, which then took him all over. But <laughs> like, and also too, like Father Damien's from Parma, like our image of church is so easily imaged by our image of our parish. Right. Sure. But to have this experience, like we talked about, yeah, seeing the Pope, but then the final day you trudge into the field and, and that's where it's like, this is wild. Like, it's a mixture. I think Mike had mentioned, like, I just kept saying, like, Woodstock, FEMA refugee camp, Pope in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah. like, where, where we slept, it was one of the kids told me, they're like, I didn't sleep. Like, yeah, and not, and not because I, I just it. couldn't get comfortable and it's crazy. And then, like, in our little people section, there were 10,000 people. Yeah. I had this this girl from France whose, like, feet were in my face and you're under this bridge and the porta potties are being emptied every two hours and you're downwind from that and you're just <laughs> I, I'm heavily distracted. But at one yeah. point I was I was just sitting there like looking around laughing. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids saw me, they're like, What were you like losing your mind? I'm like, No, I just kept thinking like, this is what I do now. I sleep <laughs> under bridges and like like <laughs> but it was this cool sense that like we're doing this. You know, yeah. and then like you for the mass was just crazy to hear it, the mass was in this bigger park and as priests we were up close and 
uh, I got my vestment. You were talking mm-hmm. like priests are like we we're supposed to get our vestments the night before from I think they said like 11 to 2 a.m. Well, the bridge we were supposed to close was going to cross. It was closed. Um, and so there were like 3,000 priests just like pushing up against each other, yeah. all yelling at each other. We eventually got our vestments, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, like so there's a funny thing there. But like f- for mass to, to hear like the responses and then to hear them echoed for like the yeah, next like right. five yeah. minutes, you're like, this is crazy. Like I know what I'm seeing, but like you see the overhead shots and you're like, this what, is nuts. What languages did you hear during the like the, the opening ceremony? Did oh, he greet in all the languages? He didn't. No, they 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 did. Like we we welcome all of our English speaking oh, programs. Okay, okay. And, um, but mass was typically the opening mass was in Portuguese, which is a wild language. Mm-hmm. Like it reads like Spanish and it sounds like French, German, Spanish, yes. everything. Like what the heck is going on? But the Pope preached in Spanish. And that was cool, too, because we would all kind of, like, huddle around a radio and, you know, hear the, the person translate. And he would go off script every so often. He was the, the opening ceremony. He talked all about, like, God's call is for all of us. Todos, todos, todos. Todos, todos. He's like, say it with me. You know, all, all, all. So you can tell that he was energized by it. But, yeah, we heard all the – I mean, during Mass, we they would do different stuff in – the mass parts were in Latin and in English and in Spanish and in Portuguese and in French. And you're kind of just going through it all. It's so fun to be part of that, the universal church there gathered at mass together, right, at Eucharist. And, and to see it all spread out. Like if you've been to the fest in our diocese, I don't know how many people are usually around for the mass. Maybe 5,000. I mean, there's 30,000 throughout the day, but about 5,000 yeah, for mass. So right. if you could imagine... 1.5 million yeah. and to be part of that and you're right it's it's like it's not comfortable it stinks you're tired you're a little groggy you didn't sleep but you're there and that's that's a big part of life too like it's yeah. not going to be perfect but the lord's there in that imperfect setting and he's with you and you're like I'm catholic and this is cool yeah, and, and it energizes like mm-hmm. the final 2 days I probably slept 4 hours out of 48 yeah. and I'm like I'm going to keep going. But see, here's a good lesson that when things are important like that, even though they're uncomfortable or it's hard to find parking, you got to walk, people are willing to do that. I think back to 2016 when the Cavs won the national championship of the, the NBA, we had 1.3 million people down here um, in downtown Cleveland. It was uncomfortable and you're waiting out in the sun, but you're still there because it's yeah. an exciting place to be. And I think as those of us who are doing professional ministry, that's important to keep in mind when we put on events. It's not like, well, where am I going to park and am I going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to have to walk a while. Who cares? But it's, it's worth be it. Fun. Yeah. And if you need accessible parking for particular reasons, we'll find it for you. Right. But everyone else, you can walk and you'll be yeah. a little uncomfortable. That's okay. I remember when we were in Philly, we had we just, so the night before we had seen this is very similar to your experience, Father Eric. We, had seen the Pope the night before because he was staying at the seminary right up the block from St. Joseph's University where we were staying. And so we just went out on City Avenue and, you know, Papa got to come home sometime. And so he, he came down the street and waved at us and everything else, and everyone was, like, really excited. Well, that was the closest we got to him the whole time we were there because we didn't have tickets for the Mass. Hmm. We just decided to go and, no. be, in, and be in the city and, yeah, and just absorb the energy of the city. And I remember at one point, like, we were trying to get in. We didn't get in. And everybody was getting a little cranky. And so I gathered everybody together. I said, okay, look, we have a choice. We can we can go and find a restaurant and watch this thing on TV. 
or we can go back to St. Joe's and watch things there, or we could stay in the city and like just just be with everybody who's in the city. And they they all looked at me like really strangely, and they're like, "We're gonna stay in the city. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, why would we ever take any of the two other choices?" I said, "Well, you're getting cranky, so mm-hmm. I'm just making mm-hmm. sure you don't want to go back." They're getting hangry. I think that's they're getting. Yeah, hangry is right. Yeah. yeah. What's also crazy though is, and I'm just thinking like, you've got 1.5 million people, and like. The, the one day, uh, there was just this Irish bishop who was in town for a, a wedding, all right? And you met him there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bishop Denahan. Bishop Tom. Bishop Tom, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was there, and he had stayed at the cathedral rectory, and I had breakfast with him. He's like, oh, we'll get together at World Youth Day. I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, we did, you know, and we had breakfast oh, yeah. together. So I walked down. I had breakfast with him, and I was trying to leave, and it was like a 15-minute walk. So I'm like, well, I'm going to hop on one of these bird scooters, and I'm going to ride on out of here. Hopped on the scooter and immediately it dies. It's like you, you're out of range. You can't go what? this far. And they shut it down because yeah, they didn't want people around. like oh, you know oh, doing all that. And where we stay, yeah, yeah. So then I'm trying to find a spot for the next like ten minutes to park this thing because it's like you need to park it in an area where it's allowed to be. Mm. So I'm all over the place and I'm going like east west everywhere. And I just find a random corner and it's like you can park it here. So I parked it there. Hop off my scooter and I see this girl who I was in the Holy Land with and I'm like. Hey, Natalia, how are you? And she's like, oh, hey, Father, how are you? Great to see you. Well, the previous day, I was in Fatima. Vocation director from Florida was like, hey, I hear you're in Fatima. Can you pick me up a stole? I'm sure we'll run into each other. So I'm way outside of where I am. I run into this girl who just so happens to be in this priest group. And this priest just so happens to be staying at the hotel next to where I am. And I'm like, Hey, Chuck, here's your stole. He's like, Oh, thanks so much. But it was totally normal. <laughs> like, like, it was so Catholic weird. World, yeah. Man. And even at Mass, like the final Mass, um, another priest who I was in the Holy Land with sat in the row in front of us, and we just kind of huddled around a Magnificat and celebrated there. So it was just this weird thing of like, I felt so at home because I was surrounded, obviously, by Catholics and it was a yeah. similar culture, but it was like, all these people, you just, you kind of know each other and you're like, right. you're in the middle of. Yeah. Portugal, but you're running into the same people and your friends and all that. Yeah. And whenever you do like any national stuff at all, you know, as, as a priest or as a lay minister, right? Like you, you get to meet people all the time, right? And, and, and you develop relationships and things like that. So at World Youth Day, like we went over to the bishop's conference or something and a bunch of people just know who I am from my Busted Halo work, right? And I don't really think it's a big deal, but my students were like, who are you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, how do you know these guys? Like, because I've done work with them. And they're right. like... You, you, okay, you know, and then one of them said, do you know Bishop Barron? And I was like, enough to say hello. I said, but I don't, you know, I don't know him incredibly well. And then all of a sudden he walked in, he looks over, he goes, hey, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And right. my, my student was fangirling. Even like, though we're one big, it, one big, we're one big happy family, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, Bishop, Archbishop Perez, we ran yeah. into him, he talked to us for Same, a bit, right. you know, like. Uh, it was good to to see him, and his, he was asking us all about Cleveland. So, yeah, it's a it's a shared Catholic culture. It is one. It's one body, many parts, and it's nice when you get when you assemble on a right. global level. For sure. It's very cool. World Youth Day, more like World Family Reunion Day. Well, let's go, Seoul, yeah. Korea, twenty twenty seven. That's right. Um, my classmate, Father Paul Chu. Oh right. Song Hong Chu was the very first Korean seminarian from the Diocese of Daegu to go through our seminary system, be ordained here. And do you have a classmate? I do, Father Peter Bong. Who's, so let uh, us go visit our Korean yeah. classmates in 2027. That's a great idea. Oh, I'm right. not kidding. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see, because World Youth Day is, it's chaos. 
Yeah, sure. And it's it's kind of managed chaos. Mm-hmm. And it would just be interesting to see how like an Asian country does that. You know, like yeah. with you know uh, the orderly and get things done, and uh, it's dirty. But I don't imagine. Like they'll they'll be they've yeah, got four years yeah, to five yeah, years to yeah, prepare. Yeah, four they got a lot prepare. of time to prepare. Yeah, the um, let's go. My my friends were saying um, that what, the, what they didn't know about South Korea is that Christians are actually now the the biggest religion there. That the, it's been a growing religion yeah. for many many years. They're sending priests to Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. So they said that it would be really interesting to see it in that context there. Yeah. So, happy Labor Day, everybody, uh, with your spirit. And uh, we'll talk about a church. So, uh, where were we going for church? St. Jerome. Oh, yeah. So, they were one of the hosts of Nine Nights of Night Prayer recently. And I think I may have stopped in there once when I was a seminarian, but I was just in there a couple weeks ago. And it's a beautiful church on Lakeshore Boulevard in Cleveland. It would be the North Collinwood area. Right. Um, Somewhat Waterloo-esque. Right. Father Anthony Simone, is he the, what is his role? He's not, is he the sacramental, he has a canonical title. He's yeah. not the pastor, though. Uh, one of his titles is, is my classmate. That's oh. a title of his. Yeah, yeah. No, or I'm no. his classmate. Uh, I forget what he is, but he's, he's not necessarily the administrator, but he's also at... St. Aloysius. St. Aloysius, and he's, I I forget what they call it, not presbyteral moderator. Maybe it is that. I think it is that. Yeah, presbyteral moderator. But Father Anthony Simone is there. He's a joyful guy. Um, What I love about St. Jerome's is when he first moved there, so the Waterloo area, I love. You got Citizen Pie, you got Six Shooter, you got these cool places. Beach and Ballroom. Beach and Ballroom, yeah. So we walked over and saw him, and uh, he was showing me the parish. I'm like, hey, your bell tower, that's a cell tower. He's like, What? So he went into the office. They're like, yeah, we, we make money off of that because mm-hmm. that's a high point in the area. Oh, but yeah. um, the, the neighborhood, and I think a lot of people still come back into that neighborhood and, and go to Mass there. And uh, Sue Cohn is the, the, the principal there. Last year I did a teacher in-service day for the school. Um, and they've got a, a great faculty who are trying to educate and form young people. So. And St. Jerome is the patron saint of Scripture scholars. Uh, we have a room dedicated to him now at the seminary. And the Cleveland Museum of Art has a couple great images of St. Jerome. He's often depicted without a shirt hmm. and a skull, usually in like on his desk, and he's studying scripture. So he's like the J.R. Smith of the saints. He yeah. doesn't wear a shirt. He's also the patron saint of... Uh, Lives in a cave and argues with St. Augustine. Yeah, curmudgeons. So he's, he's Father Damien's patron. Well, I'm not a curmudgeon. I'm choleric, <laughs> but I got the sanguine side, so I'm funny, too. Yes. Part of what I wanted yeah. to do there is I always get accused of derailing this conversation. Well, you did. All right, so let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> so speaking of scripture and St. Speaking Jerome. of scriptures. Good tra- Look at Mike. Mike, Mike. It's like Mike well, knows what he's doing. He's the professional doing. here. Yeah. He's Gosh. got the experience. Gospel of Matthew this week. Jesus said to his disciples, you guys might want to pay attention to this. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him your fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. Don't take me, please. So that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen to the church, treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Oh, would that we follow the Lord's directions here. I I think, I mean, and Mike, you know this from the way that uh, we try to talk on our floor. If you have an issue with someone, talk it out as an adult. I say, let's talk like adults because we live in a world, especially on social media, where it's just, "Ah," and crying and yelling out, and um, but never talking to the person 
that has offended you or yeah. that you perceived slighted you. And oftentimes maybe they didn't. And if you just have a conversation, the 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 angst or the yep. the 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 heat can dissipate a bit. And if it doesn't, maybe bring somebody else in. But so often we run off and just start complaining rather than having an adult conversation right. with someone. And sometimes when we do that, people are like, "Oh, that's what you meant," mm-hmm. right? You know, or "Oh, oh yeah, okay, I didn't think, or, or I didn't think you meant that, but yeah. I wanted to make sure," you know. Right. Yeah, like, putting oh, someone yeah. on blast. You or just I'm, go out there and you're like, "Bah." Yeah, or I'm, I, when you said this, I felt this way. Oh, right. but I didn't mean that. I actually meant this, and oh, that oh. makes a lot more sense. And then you, all right, well, we're on the same page. And rather than looking and presuming the worst of people, it's Sitting down so how did like you feel when I called you a curmudgeon? Well, I felt like you were speaking hyperbolically, which you tend to do to try to get a rise out of people. And I know myself well enough that I don't think I am a curmudgeon, although I do have an edge of my personality. That is also paired with a funny All right, side. let's cut him. So yeah. there we go. That's <laughs> I, don't see I, curmudgeon, I don't see curmudgeon I think coming the next, from you. I think the saying. next question of faith is just how, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> it depends when, though. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. Saw, oh, speaking right. of feelings, I saw yeah. the Barbie movie. We could. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. Maybe that's another. I listened to the one with Mary. Yeah. Yes. Mary Benino. I actually you... spoke with Mary this morning. Mary about Fugate, it. actually. I thought oh, there I'm was sorry, a, sorry. a lack of complementarity shown in there. Although I like Greta Gerwig, and I think she's she's trying to expose a lot of um, uh, stereotypes. Sure. So we could talk about that another time. But absolutely, I, I enjoyed yeah. the Barbie movie. I'll have to go see it now. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so. and we could talk about it. Yeah. I played Barbies yesterday. I was down in Ashland with my niece and my nephew, and so my nephew wanted to play baseball. My niece and I then played Barbie, so that was the reconciliation. Mm. Where it was, hey, September 10th, what are you doing at 5 p.m.? You going to want to go to Ashland and can celebrate Mass with Bishop Grease, the fourth ballpark Mass? I can try. I can look okay, at my good. calendar. We'll see you there. Yeah. Thanks. There'll be an all-star game also, so you get to watch some good softball. At 3 p.m.? Wow. 3 p.m. And it may be the only ballpark Mass that, that happens. has not had rain. They all happened, just not in ballparks. That's right. So pray for good weather that day, if you would. Maybe to St. Jerome. Does he have anything to do with weather? We he lived didn't in wear a cave. Shirt. He didn't wear a shirt, so it must have been yeah. nice yeah. out. Some Isn't it a thought that he Probably lived in the cave? Cancer. He lived in the cave in which Christ was born. He moved to Bethlehem, and that's where he was. That's why he was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now I know. Now you know. The yeah. more you know. What's something that you know? It's time I know to that, end this I know podcast. it's time to end this podcast. That's right. So... We'll know this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.